You're right. You don't have to agree with us. Mind you, you will be wrong if you don't. Uh, bro, I'm telling you, we're going to make a huge impact and a difference out here, bro. That's what's happening. And in order for you to be seen as a man of your respectives, you got to open up and you got to make you sure that you're part of the conversation. That was Tyler's juice of the day. <laughs> Make sure that you're tuned in to the Men of Purpose podcast. Yo, what up? Welcome to the Men of Purpose podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Desi Abeda. Matt, say what up to the fellas. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What up, what up, what up? Um, ah, all right, so for those that are going to be hearing this, you're going to be hearing this likely within the next week or two, but today is Sunday January 26th, and as the day as we know it, um, RIP to literally one of the greatest athletes I've ever um, had the pleasure of seeing, uh, Kobe Bryant. He survives his wife, Vanessa, and his three little girls, Natalia, Bianca, and and Capri. Um, Obviously, we just got word today uh, with the passing of him and his uh, 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. And so, man... uh, (laughs) I've been flooded with like a bunch of emotions today, dude. And I figured that, Maddie, this would be a perfect topic just to dive into in regards to what it means to be a father. Because like they're, they're putting on a, a bunch of snippets, a bunch of videos of him teaching his daughter basketball and things like that. And I figured because this is the Men of Purpose podcast, uh, my inclination is that most people obviously have had respect for this athlete. Uh, yeah. They have meant something to him. Because uh, I know it, he definitely has Absolutely. for me, and so I figured we would just uh, just talk about this, man, because it's it's obviously a fresh topic. But I, I figured kind of bringing uh, the two of two of our brains in here just to talk about what this means uh, for the sports world, for the fatherhood world, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's a it's a loss for words and definitely speeches as far as what's going on, how it happened, and how the information and the new news keeps coming out as far as like who was also in there with them as well. Yeah. Um, the other head baseball coach, his wife and his child as well was with them, was with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, pilot, I think her teammate yeah. alongside. So it's just, it's just, you can't really find the words when things like this occur and when it happens in this fashion. Yeah. So, and it's very the but what what can occur is that the inspiration that and the tone that this man has set the legacy that he has set is very is is beautiful, um, yeah. especially for what we're going to discuss and can lead into a conversation because definitely the mama mentality, you know, I and I haven't read the book yet. I'm definitely going to. Dude, uh, me too, but, man. God. God. Yeah, it's just definitely that mentality. Uh, you can resonate with it because it's going by by any means necessary. And that's one yeah. thing I've always lived by. Love, pain to achieve glory and by any means necessary. And that's just the same thing with the mama mentality that is what's going to lead you to success just professionally and personally, what you do as a father, what you do as a husband, what you do as a man in this world yeah. and the legacy that you leave. So, yeah. and it definitely showed that every single day, every single second, you know, he lived by that mentality. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny, man, because you know, I'm, I'm a huge Suns fan. Um, they have not been great you know, for the past couple of years. So I don't, yeah, I don't I'm, like, a, I'm a Bulls fan, man, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like I don't, I don't like admitting that I'm a Suns fan, but I'll tell you that, you know, in their heyday, uh, they never got past Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I had – and I made the mistake. Dude, I don't know about you. So you're a Bulls fan, so you likely didn't make this mistake. But as a kid, you know, I grew up in the 90s. I was born in 85. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated Jordan. I hated him because he – all he did was win, right? And at the time, I'm like, <laughs> man, can you just share the glory? And I told myself that I wouldn't do that again. But even uh, I would say probably the first quarter of Kobe's career, I didn't like him because all he did was win. I just I, – I, I didn't. But I will tell you, when, he, when the Redeem team did their thing, when they went you know, a- abroad and just did work, that was the moment that I just like fell in love with Kobe because I was like, this dude is a competitor. This dude um, 
helped to galvanize a bunch of other star athletes and they just wiped the world <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. with, with their, with their, with their skill, man. And I just, that was a moment for me that I was like, Oh my God, like this dude is amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, I mean, for me with, with, with Kobe in a sense, man, it, it was just, it was just refreshing to see him play. And it was, uh, as you know, George started transitioning out somewhat as a, you know, a mirror yeah. of who else came in, but also to kind of beat out who he also uh, looked up to and mesmerized yeah. as well. And then, matter of fact, in high school, we had we had the Crazy Eights as our team shoe. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, really? yeah, in high, yeah, yeah, high school basketball, we had Crazy Eights as, as our team shoe, man. So, um, it's just that, you know, just seeing just seeing him play and how he played and also how he went about his business off the court and he and if you look at it man there besides that one incident there has never really been anything negative that you can say about him or how he has just dragged his family through the mud at all whatsoever or disrespect his family in any shape or form yeah. you know what I'm saying and he kept his family out of the media as yeah. well you know in in a great and respectable way yeah so and it and it's just it's just crazy because you know when he retired in 2016, you, you could see the other side of him for one, and then two, you could see like that pure joy that without any type of you know, just something a conflict or an interruption of him spending time with his family, and he can just enjoy the moments, the pure moments. Yeah, dude, it, pure <sighs> moments with his family and everything, and it just. Just so young, man. It's just so crazy. Yeah. It's just he's so crazy. 40, yeah, he's 40, 41, man. I, uh, yeah, I was thinking about, man, I, I was thinking about that too. Um, you know, obviously with the thing in Colorado that happened, you know, we know the details of what was portrayed in the media. So I, you know, right. blessings and love to, to that person's, uh, you know, to, to her and her family and all those things. Um, and at the same time, dude, I, I feel like as men, we are going to make mistakes. And I feel like as men, Absolutely. the way that we can be accountable and be authentic is to own up to it and to, to gain that trust back. And I felt like, again, by no stretch of the imagination, I never had a conversation with Kobe. Right? Um, I got to see him once live and it was like one of the greatest moments ever of just being able to see that. But what I, what I did see was his constant drive um, to protect his family. And what I did see was him constantly being uh, from from my vantage point, a great father being involved in, in his in his daughter's lives and mm-hmm. loving his wife. And I mean, even when he retired, man, I saw him really just enjoy life. And I and I feel like as someone who is not perfect, as someone who was raised by someone who was not perfect, um, I heavily respect someone who is able to 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 literally go through something like that and just to really work to be better. Um, mm-hmm. that's just something that I saw, man. I, I don't know about you, but I remember when it happened and as, it, as, as things and time continue to pass by, I just, I saw him try to work at that and, and I, and I respected it, man. Yeah. The biggest thing you said was the imperfections, you know, as men. And when we raise our children as well, we, we have to let them know that it's okay to not be perfect, Yeah, you know? And then you, you, and let them know that they're going to make mistakes. My father allowed all me and my brothers as far as, you know, it was discipline in the household for sure. <laughs> it was definitely yeah. discipline in the household for sure. Yeah. But yeah. as far as, you know, he, he, he was great at raising men, not just us, but also my friends as well. Yeah. And who we brought in the house. He was great at, ra- he was great at making men and raising men. That's what yeah. he did, you know. And he let us know that it was like it was okay without even saying anything. Like you're going to make mistakes. So now that you made this mistake, how are you going to respond to it? Yeah. What are you going to do to respond to it? How are you going to correct it? You know, mm-hmm. you know. I felt like the only time that me and my brothers got a, a, a spanking or a beatdown, you know, what I'm saying or whatever it may be, it was the only time that we did something wrong and we knew it was wrong. Yeah. If it if it if it was something that was wrong and we initially didn't know what was wrong growing up, I remember for sure for a fact, no matter how much they had partied, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the the political way to say it, <laughs> the politically correct way to say it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That 
it was just a con- it was a conversation, a stern conversation. It was a yeah. very very stern conversation to let them know, like, okay, why you made this decision? Why did you make the decision? Okay, why is it the wrong thing to do? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's just something, Matt, Matt, that I and this this is why this this passion project. This is why like what we're doing now. It, it's already great to to be able to get some good feedback by loved ones. Be like, dude, I really love these conversations. I keep having them. Absolutely. Um, and this is why this is a huge passion project. For, you know, I know for myself and obviously for you where like we do our, our role is huge. Our role is yeah. absolutely huge, whether or not for those, for a lot of our listeners who have kids yet, or you're planning on having kids, regardless that next generation, like us just being present and just being there. Cause I mean, we, we've had conversations about this off air where it's like, get us talking about our fathers. And I'm pretty sure at some point, some tears will be shed because of how implemental and, and how important their role was and continues mm-hmm. to be to, to this day. Um, you know, we talked about this in other episodes, you know, I'm still, you know, heavily grateful that, that my father is still here. And I know, um, you know, your, your father just recently passed. And so when we talk about this legacy, um, my God, man, it's just, it, it's something that I am so fucking passionate about because our, our role is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we set the tone and how our house is going to be set the tone mm-hmm. And and I'm not just saying as far as you know don't take don't take it the wrong way. Whoever's listening, do not take it the wrong way at all whatsoever. I'm not saying like who's supposed to work and all that stuff. I'm saying as far as you know your part as far as in your household um, is setting the tone and ensuring that you're leading and you are also working with if you you have your partner if you have your spouse with you that you're working hand in hand with them. You know, on ensuring that your castle is taken care of. Yeah. You know, so and it's not by saying that you just you just run everything. But what I mean is, is that you're being a great partner. You're setting mm-hmm. a tone on 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 the bad days that you still know that that you are showing an example to because they are looking at you every little bit of the way. What I mean by that is not only your spouse but also um, those little ones as well as well in the house. Mm-hmm. So they are seeing you. And what you what you do and how you act and what you say, you know, they take everything and they so, they're just a sponge. They soak it all in. Yeah. And, and when and when you think they are not looking, they are looking. Yeah. They are looking. They 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 do they do everything that you do in a sense. Yeah. That are, and and unconsciously as they grow older as well. There's certain things that that there's a lot of things that me and my brothers do that which is so crazy that it was like, damn, you are Greg Frank's son. Yeah. Or how I, or how I say or how I talk about things, how I act, how we act, how we go about things, just little things. We all have our own personalities, but it's just little things that all the old heads see, you know, yeah. just even growing up, just even growing up. I remember there was times that I was walking through McHenry Avenue in Cincinnati with my brothers just to go to the store at my grandmother's house. We got stopped by and just by looking at us or even just seeing the way that we walked, it was like, you scooter, son. That was my dad's nickname <laughs> back then. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just little things like that, that 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 you start seeing that you have to realize that everything you do and which in your actions now is going to make a situation that your kids and your household is going to end up having to follow. Yeah. And not only follow, but they are a reflection of what you do yeah. and how you carry yourself out here in this world. Mm hmm. And, so, and and like you had said, you know, imperfectly, of course, it's funny that you you talk about how others, uh, you know, where you're from can already tell like, oh, you're so-and-so's kid. It's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, I, I, you know here in, Air, in Arizona, there have been times where I'll go to certain places and uh, people might not know that I'm related to my brothers because they're friends, but they'll like, I've had people come up to me and be like, Hey, are you in a beta? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm creme de la creme, dude. I'm the oldest. So don't get it twisted. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It was just the just same thing. The my brothers, man. <laughs> just by the walk, man. And it's, and it's hilarious too. And you know, as this Kobe thing happened, dude, I'm like thinking to myself, like, all right, man, like, why am I having such a hard time with this? You know, my, my brother's a diehard Lakers fan. So I know that he's, you know, he's really hurting right now. Uh, yeah, but I was thinking about. It, I was like, man, why, why am I hurting so much with this? And I've seen other people post, and you know, it, 
what's really resonating with me right now and what I'm seeing is that a lot of fathers are jumping on like, man, I can't imagine this. Like, I can't imagine going through that with my, um, with my little one. And then also yeah. surviving an, an additional, you know, one, two, or even three. And, and also my wife and, and I'm hearing that and I'm like, man, like, this is why this hurts. And, yep. you know, primarily I, I ended up taking a lot of the day just to like hold my daughter. And, and I, again, I've never met Kobe, but I know that I was heartbroken because when, when you sense that and you have loss to, to that huge extent, you just, you feel for it, dude. And it's, and it's painful. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that's exactly what smacked me in the face and after it settled in and after it was known on who else was in there. That's exactly what smacked me in the face was just that, you know, for one, it, it, he was 41. That's literally mm-hmm. 11. For me, that's 11 years from now. That's, you know, yeah, seven. And, and, years, and, man. and two, that, that, that makes me realize that every, <laughs> every day you can't take for granted, Mm-mm. you know, and then also just to even, just to even the thought of just losing a child is crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine that, you know, I, <laughs> I, I was talking to a friend the other day and, and she was like, you know, it's so crazy. I asked my brother-in-law like, Hey, do you ever like have this moment where you look at your kid and you're like, Oh my God, I created that. And she was like, and he 100% said, no, like, it's just my kid. And I was like, I've never ever had that. Like, are you serious, bro? <laughs> like, right, dude, right. Me, like, me and my wife, Cass, we just sit there and stare at this little dude. Like, he's very entertaining. Yeah. Like, all day long, man. It's just like, what in the hell is going on? I can't believe that's this what I'm saying. came that's from what me, bro. <laughs> dude, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, I, I spent a lot of the day just trying to just be present. And mm-hmm. you know, Rory and I went to the park and <laughs> a running joke. And, I, dude, I still fucking do this. I will, I watch my shadow all the time. If I'm running, if I'm doing whatever, and I've done that since I was a kid, since I was a kid, dude. And it's, I'm 34. I, I don't stop. It's just like one of those weird quirks that I have 100%. We're running from the park and she's just looking at her shadow and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> a little mini me. Exactly. How can you not me. like, how can you not feel this? Because you, you create these wonderful little beings and you know, you you have this role of being important. You have this role of trying to be perfect, although you are very imperfect. Uh, you just have this role of like passing this on, man. And, and I think that it's such a beautiful one because uh, you and I talked about this a little bit off air and we're going to make sure that we get this soundbite. But uh, the soundbite is, you know, it's, it's one of the, uh, I think it's called Motiversity or something like that. But they're interviewing Kobe on uh, when his Achilles happened. You know, he, mm-hmm. he trains the free throws. And goes back in the locker room and the kids are distraught and, you know, he just keeps a very stoic face and says, hey, like, dad's going to be all right. And he talks about in the interview saying, like, you know, as the parent, you got to set the example. That's the thing that hurts me, you know, when I when I talk to to men, whether it's in our Facebook group or just like, you know, via IG or whatever. um, When I ask these questions like, hey, man, like, what are you passionate about? When I get the answer, like, not much, like, oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And and that exactly. Like you have to find your purpose. You have to follow your passion, no matter what it may be. You know, even if it's uh, yes, it's understandable. There's some things that people are like, OK, sometimes passion don't pay the bills, whatever. I don't even want to hear about those Bullshit. things, <laughs> you know, because passion yeah. actually can. But at the same time, it's just, you know, you have to lead by example and for you to show happiness in your household, you have to know who you are as a man. You have to know what you're here for. 100%. And, then, and, and when your child sees that, and when your child sees that, oh man, pops, my dad is, my dad knows who he is. He's comfortable in his shoes. He's confident in, in what he's doing. He's confident in the direction he's going. He's confident where he's leading us. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be things that happen that you can't control. But at the same time, like they're soaking all that in too. And you being resilient, relentless, having that grit, you know, yeah. and capitalizing on every situation, they're going to see, okay, that's what I need to do. When things hit me and I run into a wall or I need to hop over Mount Everest, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy yeah. anything necessary, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you have to, man. And 
Uh, Matt, I, I love what you just said there because um, if, if we are truly setting the example, like the, the peaks and valleys are going to happen, how you interact mm-hmm. with the adversity or how you interact with, uh, you know, being dealt a card that isn't favorable is huge. You know, again, yep. I was raised by a very loving father. God, man, I love that man. And I know that there have been some yep. things in his life that he has been imperfect. And I know that he's still really working to heal those things. But I can 100% tell you that I knew when the man was struggling and I knew when the man was good. Mm-hmm. And we can't hide that from, from our kids. When we, we can't. Right. Right. Uh, me, on the other hand, I feel like there was things that my, that Pops was dealing with, you know, that it was either you had to show aggressiveness at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and, he, and he was very... And what I mean by being aggressive, I meant by the decisions he make, you know, rather it's even in love, being aggressive with love, too, as well. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying anything as far as on a negative way, but I'm being like, OK, like it's, you're going to be passionate about everything you're doing, no matter what it is, whatever you decide to do. I don't care if you're if you're doing your chores and you got clean this house. You were yeah. doing with passion. <laughs> you were, yeah. you were about, about floors of passion. <laughs> and it better if you be got, done right. Right. You if you got, exactly. <laughs> if you got to be in at the streetlights before the streetlights come on, you better get home with passion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just little things like that. You know? I love how that's an innuendo for you. You're about to get your ass whooped. You better get your ass whooped. Right. <laughs> right. But home before she like, yeah, I was back. Yeah. Yeah. We were back. We're, we're those type of kids, you know, had the big electrical box that that was the hangout spot. Yeah. You know, had to be in before streetlights. I remember my boy, my boy, my best friend, uh, one of my best friends. I got a whole bunch of best friends, man. I mean, when I hold a bunch, like probably like three off the top of my head. But yeah. You know, yeah. My best friend, he, he lives in the other side of the street where his street lights came on like around like I think like nine, nine thirty. Like that's something crazy. Yeah. My street lights came on at like seven fifteen. Oh you better, <laughs> it was you better a get two, your ass home. <laughs> it was a huge two hour gap, man. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, bro. It was so many times where it's like he would try to keep me out. It's like, man, you know my street lights come back on yeah. way, way <laughs> earlier than yours, bro. Absolutely not. Having a book home and I'm over here very over, very obese as a kid. Yeah. Telling home like no other. <laughs> Running four two speeds to get home. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm not getting home late. I'm not about that, man. You're crazy, bro. Hey, that's where not. you messed up, dude. Who the hell around our age didn't have a bike, dude? Damn, let's go. No, I had no I had a bike. <laughs> you I had a pedal bike. your ass home. <laughs> I had a bike. I had a bike. There were but there was times that either my brother had used it because he messed up his bike. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I still remember a time that I was riding my bike and I, bro, I ran into a parked car <laughs> <laughs> with, my, with my bike. <laughs> the chain popped off. I had, did not have enough time to put that chain back on. Like, bro, I had to get home. <laughs> so I had to get that bike, carry that bike. It was a whole two blocks away, man. All right. So you, you absolutely rolled your ass home. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's funny that you say that, dude, because, you know, we when we knew that we were in trouble. So my mom had this whistle. Right. If you ask any of my friends right now, like Stephanie obeyed a whistle, like, you know what it is. So if she whistled once, you kind of know, like, that's your warning sign. It's time to get on your bike and start like saying your goodbyes. If She whistled yep. twice. You better throw it in a fifth gear and get home. If you whist- if she whistled three times. Your ass is in trouble no matter what time you get home because that third time hit. So by the time we're like the, the number two hit and we're like around the corner, my brothers and I are just like, dude, fifth gear, every man for himself. Like, you guys suck. I'm faster than you. I'm not getting in trouble nope. for this because Goodbye. as the oldest, again, you know, setting the example, right? Like as the oldest, like if they're late, like I'm in trouble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. You know what I mean? God. You know, again, kind of going back to this Kobe thing, uh, obviously, you know, everyone uh, in the NBA, you know, the basketball culture, they've all been shocked. You know, I, I just recently saw some footage of LeBron embracing someone, you know, obviously distraught. Um, Kyrie sat out tonight um, for personal reasons. You know, I know he was close with, uh, with Kobe. Uh, you know, they're, they're playing these snippets and, and I'm seeing, and honestly, dude, I, I didn't know this. I, I knew that he had a daughter that played basketball, but I didn't know how involved he was. So I'm seeing him like teach her and do things like that. And, you know, my, 
my, my father was a really great basketball mind. And so for me, like I have a love hate relationship with basketball because yeah. like, I loved it so much and I wanted to be so good at it. And that was like the, literally the first time where I started to have self doubt. And so, you know, when I, when I'm seeing these snippets, it's like, damn, like Rory doesn't really know basketball. Like granted, she's not even four yet. Like, but at the same time, my wife has done a beautiful job of imp- uh, in putting her in dance putting her in a little Mm -hmm. bit of theater, like getting her involved. And I'm like thinking to myself today, like, wait, like, hold on. I really respected these things um, that my dad showed me. Like, why am I not doing the same for her? And it honestly points back to, dude, these things that I'm constantly preaching. And I always talk about this. Like, I don't do this perfectly, but work and family fucking life balance, man. (laughs) Right, right. You know what I mean? And I just, I'm having these like, thoughts and i'm like holy shit this is an area that i need to improve on <laughs> absolutely yeah that's the, that's the first thing i think about man matter of fact i think i posted something um a couple months back on the value of just being present no matter what yeah. your kids are doing like pops no matter how no matter how tired he was and then also my mother as well you know and I didn't even know until now that when we went to school, my mother actually had a little part-time gig. That's why we had free uh, chili dogs from Skyline Chili. I was wondering why we had so many chili dogs at home, man. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> now, hey, now dude, parents sense. set the example, but, uh, man. You do what right. you can. So many, yeah. so many, so many side hustles, man. So many side hustles. Now everything makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. No, my, my my dad, he was present at all of our games. You know what I'm saying? At at all of our games. And he tried his heart, no matter what was going on, try to come to all of them. Even if it was late, even if he had to come late, he was there at all of them. Mm-hmm. Same thing my mom, too. Or they even had, would have to take turns to come to the games, too. And, you know, there was – I have two older brothers, but obviously one is, what, he's 46. The other one is – what am I, 30? He's uh, 40, you know what I'm saying? So where, where are me, you at in – I'm, uh, like, in the middle. In the, so, in the so, in, so in the house when we was growing up, in the house is where we was growing up. <laughs> All the times we moved, uh, it was me, Joe, and Josh. So it was me, and I have a brother that is directly younger than me like by a year, and then I have another uh, baby brother that is uh, three years younger than me. So that's where we grew up in the household. And then my, one of my older brothers didn't come uh, live with us until probably like my seventh, eighth grade year of high school. But he was back in Louisville. He was back in Kentucky at that time. And then my other brother, my oldest other brother, Greg, was back in Cincinnati. He was already grown. Um, so, but anyways, I still remember to this day, like, he was at all of our games. And we played sports year-round. Yeah. No matter what we decided to do. It was football, basketball, and I did uh, track and field, you know, uh, through the distance and shot put. Mm-hmm. And then the fat man's relay when I ran the 100. <laughs> and I was the fastest fat man in there. <laughs> but anyways. I was just going to say something about right. that. Oh, like, yeah. what, you weren't doing any of the sprints? <laughs> right. No, I, no, I, 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 did, I did the 100 during the fat man's relay. Only during the fat man's relay. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you ran track, you know it, 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 the fat man's relay. But I was the fastest one. But honestly, I was cheating for real because I wasn't even fat for real. And I shouldn't yeah. say fat. and shouldn't say that. I shouldn't body shame or nothing like that. But that's what yeah. it was called back then. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I, and see, then, I see your heart, bro. Like you're, you're good. Right, right, right. It's, it's <laughs> anybody all else who want to jump on, come see us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not exactly. what we're talking about. Dang, man. Um, and then my other youngest brothers, they was also in football, um, basketball, or wrestling, or baseball. You know, so we was all in year round sports. Or did AAU? So all year round sports. And my dad was always there, always yeah. there, no matter what, no matter what, no matter, and no matter if he had was in a party mood. Yeah, <laughs> he was always there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always there. And then being and being one of the few households that had their dad, I think I probably out of my closest friends, you know, it was a solid probably nine of us out of my closest friend. I think it was like three of us that actually had our fathers there. And, and Pops was like um, and I'm saying like uh, their father figure. Yeah, and just yeah. father. In I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I do. My my dad was literally everybody's dad. Yeah, yeah. He was literally everybody's dad. If he messed up, he didn't care who you was. If you was associated with us and you was one of our friends, and if you came mm-hmm. over to the house, you stayed the night you ate. <laughs> yeah. Come here, son. Yeah. <laughs> talk to you real quick. Yeah. Let me talk to you real quick. So it's just those things like that, man. It's being present, the value of being uh, of presence, no matter what you have going on. Like you have to suck that up. 
I don't care what, yeah. I don't care if you have three jobs. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care what you have going on. You need to suck that up yeah. because at the end of the day, that is what's important to them is the consistency of seeing their father figure. Yeah. You know, that consistency is what matters to them the most. So, and there's some things that like, again, you cannot control depending on what the situation is between you and the individual that you had those children with or that child with. Yeah. You know, but as much as you can, what you can control, that's what you control and that's what you need to do. And you need to be there. And that's the biggest thing that's important to them through my eyes. And that's what I'm definitely going to make sure that I'm doing as well is being present, yeah. being present, having those conversations, no matter how tired they are, just playing with toys or whatever they are passionate. I don't care if he's going to be a, a, in, uh, in art or whatever dude decides yeah. to do, whatever my kids decide to do, I'm just going to be there. Yeah. No, man, I, I, I love that. You know, my, my dad and I joke a lot about this, this moment. And in retrospect, if uh, these days, at least, uh, you know, I think that if someone would have seen it, like it would have, it would have went viral. Like this man is crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, but, definitely. So I was, so I, you know, I grew up playing baseball too, man. And, and when I first started in, in T-ball, right, I was afraid of the ball, but I was the catcher. And my mm-hmm. dad, you know, he, 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 he suited me up and he was like, okay, go stand near that gate. I'm going to fire these baseballs at you and you just need to catch them. What I, what I want to show you is that you're not made of glass and you're okay. And it might hurt, but it's okay. Uh, That moment, dude, again, I'm four, I'm probably Rory's age right now. Like almost four, at least five, like what's T-ball. I think it's four actually. Um, I remember that day, like, like it's like it's yesterday and my dad and I joke about this. And so, um, you know, when, when we dropped this podcast, it was a really great moment for both of us and we both celebrated, right? Um, you know, my dad, it, same comment. It was like, son, I'm so proud of you. You know, I, <laughs> maybe the, you being the catcher back in the day really, uh, pushed you forward to just do some scary freaking things. And I, <laughs> and I, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and I, and I love that, that whole, that whole concept of just being present. Like if you're, if you're unable to, and you're working, like you said, three jobs or you're tired, like suck that shit up immediately. Right. Right. Uh, again, you can be imperfect in this process, but if you know that this is an area of growth, suck the F up immediately. <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta suck that up, man. You have to suck those things up, man. There should there's, just, there's 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 literally there's no excuse. That's just you being lazy. Yeah. If you can control it and you not there, nah. Yeah. There's no excuse. In my eyes, there's no excuse, you know. Yeah. And, you know, that's, again, they're playing, going back to Kobe here, like they're, they're playing these videos of him, you know, teaching her the game and, and being there and playing with her. And man, I just, my, my heart breaks uh, for, for the family, dude. I, my, my heart breaks for um, really what the, what the culture has, has gotten the opportunity to lose out on because, you know, we, we were talking off air, like the, my, my mindset at this point with, with where I'm at, not only just in my business, but as a father, as a husband, as, as a, as a human, you know, my mindset mm-hmm. is my biggest asset or liability. And so the past three, four months, I've really been uh, priming a lot of my morning routine and just trying to make sure that I'm, I'm stepping into positivity, whether it be through gratitudes or consuming positive content. Um, and not just trying to like jump on IG and just zone the F out early in the morning with text messages right. or calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of what I've been consuming, to be honest, has been Kobe. It has been this Mamba mentality, which honestly, when he was in his heyday, I, I, I had heard the term. But I didn't know what it meant. I didn't dive into why it meant that. I just thought, oh, uh, I know that the it's a Mamba snake, right? Like the, the snake <laughs> is one of the deadliest out there. Like I just because he's. He's a crazy athlete. <laughs> He's dope. Oh yeah. I, but as oh, I yeah. as I dive into a lot of his content, man, you know, even with him retiring, he found fulfillment after retirement. Man, he found yep. that. And you know, I was I was doing a live the other day, and and I'm still learning, man. I, I, and I love our, our Facebook group. You know, Men of Purpose Nutrition. Shout out uh, on Facebook. Yeah, you know, I I love our community because. I don't know about you, but it, it, it helps me to be accountable for what I'm talking about because mm-hmm. if I'm going to preach these things. Like I need to, I need to make sure that I'm doing them. The thing that I was talking about the other day was, you know, one way to, to adhere to at least caring for yourself is to find fulfillment. So if you're, yep. you're in a job, especially for our listeners right now, if you're in a job that you hate, 
you're you're responsible for that. <laughs> you're responsible. Yeah, you got you got to switch it up then, change it, make it happen. You know, make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's that's another reason why I love that group too, because we all come from different shapes, sizes, and walks of life. You know, and everything mm-hmm. uh, within our group. Um, and by all means, please join. You know, yeah. it's it's, please, it's a beautiful. Please. It's it's some great conversations coming out of that, and it helps me rethink things. Also, kind of how I was, you know, to or how we grew up as well between me and my brothers, um, and to you know restructure some things. Uh, and not to say that how I was raised, how I was raised was wrong. Nothing was wrong about how I was raised, but you know, it's just like some things too, as far as like not being allowed to cry because we was never allowed to cry. Mm-hmm. Never allowed to cry. It was seen as soft. You don't cry in this house. Are you crying right now? Like things like that. You know, don't you can't cry. Crying is soft. Absolutely not. That's not going to happen. It's not going to fly. You see what I'm saying? We're gonna chuck yeah. those tears. That's that's why I think that carries on now. Like it's very hard for me to get. I may be emotional about something, but it's very hard for me to cry. Like I like when I when, even when pops passed, it wasn't until the day of. And maybe a couple of those nights were out where we was his caregiver and you see him just deteriorating, you know what I'm saying? Losing everything. Yeah. That I was that some tears, a couple of tears were rolling down, you know. But then in a sense, I always see that in the back of my mind that nah, you can't cry, no matter what's going on. But there's things like that that I want to teach Kingston, like, okay, it's it, be comfortable with your emotions. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Be comfortable with your emotions. Talk about it. But it is one thing, though, to just, just when I mean by cry about something, you not getting your way, things like that, it's things yeah. I can't stand. Like, absolutely yeah. not. That's not going to fly. Yeah. But if you're emotional about something, man, you know, embrace those emotions, but continue on about your day yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So, no, man, it's, uh, I, dude, I'm a crier. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's real. I, I cried twice today. <laughs> like I, I 100%. Um, it was funny because, you know, my, so I got, I got three brothers and a sister. So there's five of us. My sister's the youngest. And so from the day that she came, you know, in this earth, she was the greatest blessing. And also like, we also didn't know how to interact with her because you, you know, you do some of the same things you do to each other. She's like, bolted to her room crying and it's like damn <laughs> i just effed up right now and it's trying to find that balance of like okay like how do i interact with this and now like i feel like it just primed me with rory because um you know even when she is doing the same things man that you just talked about like if she's crying about something it's also my responsibility to take a deep breath because i need to set the example i need to get on her level and ask her like hey will you please use your words and to me dude it is the most fruitful thing. God, man, it just, it makes me feel like I'm doing something right in the world <laughs> when she has these moments and I'll, I'll take a deep breath and then she'll take it with me. Like that in itself is just, dude, it's just regulation to me. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, what I'm doing, like even a little bit is working. And I think that in itself, man, when you're able to set that example of just, like you said, being present, you know, if I'm super distraught or if I'm working my ass off and I'm not there, like she doesn't know me. And that's the same thing for a lot of our listeners, man. Like even if it's the small instances where you can help them brush their teeth, you know, read them a book before bed, like it it doesn't matter. Like make something yours, especially, you know, as dads, you know, there's, there's more research and culturally it's being more accepted that, you know, it's, it's more of a a shared experience now versus like, Oh, the women are going to go do this and this is what they do. No, no, no. Like right, right now, like the modern man is helping out. Like there's, there's a lot more that's happening and, you know, we have a lot more responsibility. Like go take that responsibility, like help out, be, be an equal partner, just like you had said, Matt. And that in itself is going to just help your, your kids just from a legacy standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and also the other thing is too, man, fatherhood is, dra- being a father is draining, you know, from yeah, mental stability. Yeah, yeah. For for you to have mental, you know, sanity as well, it's just it, it, it's very it's healthy to ensure that you are, you know, letting these things out and letting your children know that it's okay to talk about their situations or how they feel and how they want to express their situations about it. Now, it's a difference between now if they're getting disrespectful on the other hand, 
yeah. then obviously that's where you know you gotta lay some ground rules. Yeah, yeah. And and discipline on whatever you decide to do. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but in the sense that you gotta make sure that they are understanding that it's okay to, as far as to express their emotions. And those emotions, they gotta they gotta see, okay, if if this emotion is gonna either hinder me from being better, or is this emotion gonna allow me to become a better individual? Because yeah. like I said, they're a sponge. And the same thing with you. If you're bringing home what you have to deal with professionally at work, yeah, like that's on you. Like, and I and I tell my wife all the time, like if it's if it's times where it seems like I'm, you know, very frustrated or, in a sense, not myself, because I got so much going on in my mind, you know, rather it's academically or professionally as well, then let me know because I need to check myself in those situations. Because yeah. I, I, that stuff don't need to be brought home at all yeah. whatsoever. Because then again, that negative energy is also reflected on them and they see that they pick that up, you know. And then also that's you damaging your house. That's not you controlling your situation. That's you yeah. basically just bringing nothing more but just negative energy that's not going to allow your household to flourish and be fruitful yeah. at all whatsoever. Yeah, man, I, I think this is a, this is a podcast episode in itself, but... Um, you know, what are some ways in which Cass is able to to help you recognize that that's happening? Because I, I will say that I mm-hmm. I love my wife more than anything, man, and and I really respect the moments when she literally just will will sit down next to me, you know, hold my hand and say, "Hey, I'm noticing something. Are you okay? Do you need something?" And I think that moment right there is literally just that that little breath of fresh air for me to calm the f down because. Dude, running a run, running a business is hard, man. You know, yep. putting yourself out there is hard, and I and and I'm sure others can probably relate to in different areas of their career and their responsibilities. But you know, to to, to live authentically is is a courageous act, and I think for me, like it's it, it is very stressful from time to time, man. It's like, man, no one's listening. Even with this mm-hmm. podcast, like, man, I hope this needs to blow up because this is a passion project of mine. Um, and it gets like that. And I really love my wife for the times that she literally just sits down and just says like, Hey, I'm noticing something. Are you okay? Yeah. Honestly, my wife does the same thing. Um, rather it's through text because like I said, my schedule is so crazy. There's sometimes where in the morning time I'm in and out or I get to get, have to coat or I have to go back just immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To take care of those athletes, depending on what it is. It's times that she just, you know, Either it's a text or when I get home, you know, she talks to me and asks, okay, what's going on? Because she knows me like, you know, like the back of her hand. She knows when I, because I, sometimes I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I show two emotions. It's either I'm happy or I'm pissed. <laughs> 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 like that's literally the only two emotions that, that I show. And I, I kind of got, sure. got this <laughs> face. Like if, I, if I'm not smiling, then it looks like I'm, I'm angry as hell at all times. Like I can't yeah. help that. Like yeah. sometimes that angry, that angry face is actually just, I'm just focused. Yeah. I'm just trying to get I'm shit just done. locked in, dude. I'm a strong yeah, in. in America. I'm just locked yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just locked in, man. Like I can't help it. Like that's literally the only two emotions I feel like that I show. It's either, yeah. you know, either I'm happy because I am, I'm, I'm a, I'm gregarious. I'm a very, you know, I'm a people person as well. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm definitely a people person. I yeah. love making sure people are smiling at the end of the day and everything too. And then mm-hmm. it just sucks that I do that so much that literally the slightest of when I'm in that focus mode or when I'm in that piss mode or if something bothered me and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to solve this and make a solution? How am I going to yeah. solve this? What's going on? How do I need to solve this? That's my focus face. But then the, the slightest, once I do that, then it's like, oh, damn, the whole world's about to crumble. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's no, going man, on? I, is I, is I, he going to hawk out? Is he going to turn <laughs> to Bam Bam? What's going on? <laughs> and for the world that didn't know, like, that's, Bam Bam's my nickname. That, <laughs> Did you say, is he going to hawk out? <laughs> yeah. Is, is he going to hawk out? Yeah. I, I, I had some, uh, Going up, bro. I'm so excited to continue to learn the Ohio slang, man. Th- these are all words. <laughs> Even when we were talking about the, the logos, and you're like, "Man, this is this is cheese," and I was like, cheese. To, me, like che- cheese, "To me, man. to me, cheddar. <laughs> to me, cheddar means this is dope." <laughs> like, right, we say cheese, like, "Oh, that's man. cheddar." <laughs> like, no, it's whack as hell, bro. <laughs> 
I'm so excited to learn each other's verbiage, man. Oh. There's so many things. When you said that, I was like, dude, to me, this this <laughs> this cheese emoji. So for our listeners out there, we're trying to work on some logos, and I found one that I thought I liked. And Matt's <laughs> Matt's response, he sent me the the damn cheese emoji, and I was like, bro, I don't. To me, this means cheddar. Like this is good. And you're like, nah, man. Th- to me, this means whack. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. I was just like, just like when, like when you playing ball, when you playing sports. Like, nah, man, bro, you Swiss cheese for real. Like you got holes in your game. <laughs> like little stuff like that. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't, dude. I've never heard that. Like we would say things like, "Man, like you're, you're trash or you suck." <laughs> oh yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch, man. Hopefully those things come out. You know, but me being a professional now, and I'm also about to have my doctorate as well. No one would expect. No one would expect. But hey, like that's, three that's the way. That's the way that I want it, man. That's the way that I want it. Um, right. I can have a conversation shoot. anyway. Yeah, dude, man. Well, well, well shit. Um, we, <laughs> we're almost at that hour mark right now. So I think, you know, the, what would be really valuable, Maddie, is to, is to help kind of, especially with our listeners too, is to, you know, what are some ways in which they can have that, you know, quote unquote Mamba mentality, you know, RIP Kobe Bryant, man. That uh, I've never met that man, but my gosh, he had such a positive impact on my life. And especially as of late is to see him do what he what he has done in retirement. And, you know, the being able to, to do what he did with the awards outside of basketball to me, it's just that's that's what I crave is to be creative in the world and to create positive impact. So, you know, right. what are some ways our listeners can can have that Mamba mentality? You know, we talked about being present. We talked about open communication. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for you, like any any gems that you can leave them, and, and I'll do the same. And we'll kind of we'll end this, and just uh, really just our condolences to the family, and um, really just anyone who's hurting right now, man. Because I feel that absolutely. Uh, I would say first one is reflection. Had a yeah. mama mentality. You need to reflect on your day. You need to reflect what worked and what did not work. Yeah. Um, you need to also reflect on your future. Are the decisions you're making now, are the decisions you're making in front of your family leading to what you want to become in the ladder mm-hmm. and what you, the goals you have for your family to become in the ladder as well? So I would say the main thing would be all that reflection piece. The other yeah. thing is, you know, being okay with saying no to people. Yeah. <laughs> being okay Jeez. with saying no, being okay with putting yourself first. Yeah. Never feel bad about putting yourself first. We have one life to live. Um, not only do we have one life to live. Now, I'm not saying that this is where you have to step on everybody's neck that you come across. But you need to, one, you do right by people every single minute of the day. As long as your decisions and what you're doing is, is being right by people, it will come back in tenfolds for one. Yeah. And then yeah. two, there's going to come those times um, that's, that's going to where you need to make a decision. Is this best for me and my family? Or is this just to make this situation happy? Yeah. Those yeah. things are going to conflict. And to me, and the thing that I talk with my wife about is I need to make sure that I'm making decisions. That's always going to better us in our situation at all times. And if whoever you're working for or working with cannot understand that, that obviously it's a reason why that chapter needs to close and a new one needs to open. Yeah. So that's part of that my mentality too. Staying relentless, yeah. staying resilient. And then knowing that no matter what comes your way at all, no matter what comes your way, whatever it is, you need to make sure that you're going to figure out and find a solution. And matter of fact, the most creative minds and creativity comes when the individual is in his most adverse situation. If you think about it. journey, man. Exactly. If you truly think about it, everything of how people have found a way and found an answer is because their backs was against the wall and they were comfortable with being uncomfortable. And as cliche as that statement sounds, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because once you're comfortable being uncomfortable, you're going to be aggressive and you're going to know that I don't care what position you put me in, what situation you you place me in, like I'm going to prevail 
like no matter what. Yeah. What a, you, you can't stop me no matter what. Like it's going to happen. I'll, I'm gonna make it happen regardless. So yeah. it's either it's either you accept it or you get out my way. Yeah. Yeah, man. the the only The only thing I would add to all that is um, open line of communication. If you're having that self reflection, and whether it's your significant other, whether it's a friend, family member, it, it doesn't matter. You know, no successful person in this world has ever said I did this alone. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Networking is key. Absolutely. Right? Right. So it's 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 being able to have that open line of communication and it's being able to be vulnerable in that process of letting them know what you're struggling with and, and really what what you want out of this world. And that's what it points back to being purposeful and, and to and to seek fulfillment. You, you may not know the answers right now, this moment, but at the same time, this is where communication this is where healthy communication comes into play is just having the courage to say, I need help, or I need this. Or I don't know. I don't. Say that again, please. (laughs) Or I don't know. If you, if matter of fact, if you ever work with a professional, clinician, physician, doctor, no matter who they are, if you ask them a question, even if it's outside of your lane as well too, and they have never in their once in their life are, have stated, I don't know, but I can get back to you. Let me research some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are people you need to be careful of yeah. because they'll tell you anything and everything that you want to hear instead of telling you what you need to hear and telling you yeah. the truth. Or yeah. they just have so much pride that they won't suck it aside to actually see that they want to see the best um, outcome for you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is, uh, this is, <laughs> RIP Kobe, man. I, I I definitely struggled today, and at the same time, you know, I don't I don't want my struggle to to distract from really his family and, and others that are hurting right now. And I just I just want to say, just from from myself and from the the Men of Purpose crew and the Men of Purpose podcast, uh, we're, we're with you guys. Prayers, love, vibes, you know, any any anything and everything right now because. Um, you know, we're sitting over here talking about how we feel and we, I can only imagine how, how the family feels and, and those impacted closely around him. So, mm-hmm. um, thank you for everything, man. sir. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, all right, guys, uh, so for listeners, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. My gosh, this is going to be so fun, dude. I'm excited to continue, man. We, uh, we're gaining a lot of traction, getting some good feedback. Uh, this is just us living authentically, man. This is us chasing dreams and just taking messy action. And that's, that's our motto. That's our motto. So um, from, from myself, one of your co-hosts, Desi, again, proud father, proud husband, dietitian entrepreneur. Matt Frakes, proud husband, proud father, sports dietitian, all the above. Strongest dietitian in America. Strongest dietitian <laughs> in America. Soon uh, to be PhD. A do- <laughs> doctor. Doctor. Soon to be. No, I'm only going to have the people, I, like I said, if I don't like you, you will have to address me as Dr. Frakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not calling you that shit. That's fine, bro. You're, 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 you're on my good side. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Uh, Men of Purpose community, the Men of Purpose podcast. See you next time. Peace, love, and chicken grease. What we're really trying to do, again, is to spark conversation. What we're really trying to do is to make sure that you are pointing the mirror back in your face to say, am I treating myself as the priority in my family by taking care of myself so that I can take care of others? Thank you guys so much for chiming in. See you next time from Matt and myself. Peace.